Thanks for listening to the Declaration Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message from Dr. Amy and Michael Smalley. For more information about Declaration Church and other resources, visit declaration.org. Well, okay, so last week we were talking about the whole fear dance and the conflict dance and how do we get into trouble. And there's, ooh, don't, I mean, there was a part of me that I'm so excited about this week. I mean, I will tell you, first service, I talked way too fast, so I'm going to try really hard to slow it down. Um, But that's just... Was that the slowed down version? Yeah, it kind of was, and I'm really sorry. So, but, okay, but this week is so exciting because we're going to talk about, okay, you don't want to do the conflict dance because that, oh, that man, that, that is not good. And so we're going to teach you the love dance. Love oh, it. and it's nice. So because that's what, you know, remember there were four things, if you were there, there were four things that you got to stop doing in reaction to other people. Nobody? That pause was a chance for someone to yell one of them out. Hey, I know a lot of these people. I'm going to pick stuff. one randomly. Oh. This guy, you're sitting by yourself. You have like a blue shirt. No one seems to want to be around you. He wasn't here last week. Oh, oh he wasn't here last week. so you don't oh, know one our, of the four? Oh, beard one. He's, he's and he's so a really good friend of mine, so sweet. that was not uncomfortable. Our bearded one, remember? And he brought his wife, Crystal, Avoid. Yes. Well oh done. Oh my gosh, that was so good. He remembered it. John, we are making an impact. <laughs> Gandalf remembers. <laughs> You're like Gandalf the Dark. You know, because you He's haven't so cool, gone through though. trauma yet. He's so cool. He's so, so this week, in doing the love dance, mm-hmm. this means that you have to start changing your reactions and beliefs about yourself and others. So this week is about addressing being intentional. Because look, if, do y'all remember that uh, Bob Newhart clip on YouTube where the woman's afraid of being buried alive in a box kind of thing? Anyone see that one? Really? It, It bombed again, babe. I'm just gonna, we need to let that one go. Oh, it's very perfect for this. Well, but you haven't seen it. No. So it bombed. Just stop it. If you're wanting things to change in your relationships, if you're wanting things to change in your spiritual life, the reality is you got to do things differently. And that's what scripture is. That's what a relationship with Christ is. Because when you believe in him and trust him, you get a gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's why when John is like calling for that, That's the source you have to be tapping into that can go through you, that can help you do the things that are necessary and different in terms of what needs to be changed. So last week we learned that conflict is normal. We all get into conflict. It happens, but it it can lead to a deeper understanding. If we have our ears open and our eyes are alert and if we take those four big negative things, we take them away and we say, you know what? My goal is not to win. My goal is to understand. And then we will come to a win-win solution on what we're going to do, how we're going to, how we're going to, whether we're going to move or not, what, whether our kid, what school our kids are going to go to and all that stuff. If we do not seek understanding first, then what's going to happen is that we're going to be on opposite sides of each other. 
And when you're on the opposite sides, that's when there's, you're, you're just, basically what you're doing is you're poking yourself to one of those four negative reactions. And I'm just curious, right? And I may have mentioned this last week as well, but how many of you wake up on a daily oh, yeah. basis intentional about destroying other people? Remember? Like, none of you do that. I mean, maybe one of you. Maybe, percentage-wise. But you just don't do it. But the reality is, we're living under this curse. And so we have to be different. Can I read this? Oh, the, the, the big these, one? Wait, hold on. We're not there yet. Felt okay. like we were there. We're not there yet. So we, okay, so we're going to take these negative things out and we're going to put some positive stuff back in. Okay. And this is the cool thing. So last week we were talking about Ephesians four and we, and we were kind of going back through that. I got so excited about this because, okay, first of all, Ephesians is by who? Paul, who is he talking to? He's talking to new converts, right? And he's saying, this is what the new life is all about for me. Oh, Man, I'm doing this amazing study with these girls, 2 Corinthians. Amazing. Okay, love it. But a part of what, we're, what I learned, it, it kind of like kind of blew my mind, was the idea of Old Covenant, New Covenant. Okay, kind of get that. Old Covenant was what? Old Testament, the law. The law created some structure, and it said, okay, look, this is what you want to do. This is not what you want to do. You want to honor God. You don't want to steal. You know, all those kind of different stuff, right? New Covenant. What was the New Covenant? What's it about? Jesus, that would have been my answer too. It is. But guess what? That's, the, that's a little bit incomplete, isn't it? Because what is it always? What, it, what did Jesus leave us? When he went up, right? He said, Dude, Holy Spirit, right? He left the Holy And when he left, he said, I am coming. But guess what? I'm leaving for you a helper. That Holy Spirit for me is like, I truly felt like the Holy Spirit was only a convictor, and I felt it to the nth degree. I'm just going to let you know that. Holy Spirit would convict me of anything and everything. I mean, I didn't do that right. I didn't do that right. I did, And my identity became in my imperfection versus who I am in Christ. That gives hope to you, sweet loves. <laughs> to you, little girls, if I, young adults, if I can speak one thing over you, it is do not allow society to tell you who you are. Because you are blessed. You are holy. You are worthy. You're going to address some stuff. Stuff's going to happen. But who you believe you are has a lot to do with the Holy Spirit. And until we engage in the Holy Spirit, then we're going to be a little bit lacking. We're only going to hear one side of it. I didn't live under the old covenant, but I kind of did. Because that's all I saw. The Holy Spirit was just about the law. It was just about what I'm doing wrong. And I want to tell you, no, it's so incredibly incomplete. Because the Holy Spirit wants to enter into our lives. So that's what, that's what Paul's talking about. And that's what Michael's about to read. It's so cool. And this is, it, and it's going to be a lot. But this is, this is who God is asking you to be in your relationships. So I, I was just hearing, like, this is the thing you want to be meditating on. This is the thing that you want to be reading over and you want to be claiming victory and you want to be, you know, going to the Holy Spirit going, man, this makes sense. I can't do it. But he can. And he'll do it through you. So this is Ephesians 4, 17 through 31. And I love the title here. The New Living Translation does living as children of the light. There's that idea of action. 
Folks, we have choices to make. You choose to escalate. You choose to avoid. We choose to dishonor. We choose to negative. There are no victims in this room. I know there are things that have happened to you that were unfair and you did not deserve, but you're not a victim because there's freedom in Christ. You, there are no victims, which means we got to do something. Like if I really believe I'm changed, what does that change look like? Well, let's see. Verse 17, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. For me, that like the Lord was like, that's avoidance, bro. That's what I'm doing. When I shut down towards her, towards you, then my heart is hardening because I can't get off the negative. And I'm just sulking and complaining. And then I wonder why things aren't going well. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Because I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but you don't know my wife. But you don't know my husband. You don't know my kid. Yeah, I do. My best guess is they're disastrously dysfunctional. Just like me and my wife and my kids and John as an extra portion of dysfunction. <laughs> We all know each other's stories because we're all living in the same stinking mess. So you're like, no, not me. No, not me. Well, then who? That, like enough of that. You're right. You will stink at it, by the way, because you're really powerless without the Holy Spirit. So don't leave today under any shame or condemnation. My Lord, I'm the biggest mess here but leave with the confidence that the Holy Spirit is, is with you if you choose to believe. Hmm. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger, those are those four things, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. What unresolved anger in your spirit does to your relationships with others and your relationship with God is it cuts you off. I mean, I don't know. Do you know someone angry? Do you enjoy going to lunch with that person? That angry person? You see their little face pop up on your iPhone? What do you do? Oh, not now. I am not the only one. It feels like I'm the only one. If you're a thief, quit stealing. I, it's like my, almost my favorite line, because it's so like, oh, probably a good idea. Instead, use your hands for good hard work 
and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. And defining foul and abusive language, that is using words, any word, to dishonor others or God. Stop getting hung up on certain cuss words. I'm not like telling the church to start cussing, although that would be funny. No, no, it would not. But you miss the point. If you think it's about not saying a bad word when you stub your toe, that that's felt. No, it's about how are you speaking to this person God has put in front of you. And if you're dishonoring, it is foul. Mm -hmm. It is foul. And you have to start receiving that going, like when I dishonor her, and I do, it, I can't be comfortable with that because of the Holy Spirit. So don't do it. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get, so get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, so this is today. This is the challenge, the call, the action. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So I'm going to break it down for you because when I was reading all this, I was like, oh my gosh, these are the four risk factors and these are the answers. And guess what? It's in God's words. That's so cool, right? So instead of escalating, what are we going to do? So instead of escalating, we're going to be gentle. I'm going to think about my response first because I'm going to let you know gentleness doesn't automatically come out. I'm just going to let you know. I'm pretty black and white person. And that's what kind of got me into trouble with Michael because he would, you know, he would say things and I would tell him my genuine opinion. And sometimes that opinion wasn't exactly very gentle. And so for me to be, a, I will tell you how this even works out in like real life. Before I send a text message, A, I use a lot of emojis so that people will know my intent and ah, smiley face, or I will go, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Or so what, not the middle finger emoji, though. You're no, not using is, that one. No, no, I do not use that one. But, Unless but that's I think about. I, but I genuinely, I try to put myself in their in their place and try to say, how could I say this in a gentle way that can be well received? Some people would say, Oh, Amy, you are just trying so hard. But guess what? God's called me to be gentle, to be patient. And so if He's called me to do it then he's going to give me the strength to do it. And it's not going to be about because of anxiety or judgment or whatever, which is all the bad stuff. It's, it's because God wants, God's workmanship is in me, and I want my message to be received. So there you go. Jesus loves you so much that when he died and said, but don't worry, I'm not abandoning you. I'm giving you a helper. And what is so cool that when because you can, you can read this stuff and the, the evil one is going to work on you internally and be like, you'll never pull that off. You can't be like that. But Christ will never, God is never going to give you any command or expectation without also empowering you to be able to do it. So if there is any sense of impossibility going on in your head, reject it. That isn't true. That's a lie because of the power of the Holy Spirit, right? But it's our responsibility because we're not little God robots. He gave us freedom and we messed it up and then he redeemed us. 
And then he sent a helper? That's what we got to check into. So instead of avoiding, share your hurt. Be kind. Be honest. As an avoider, right, I have to call a spade a spade. It's dishonesty. Hey, are, are we okay? Yeah, no, we're good. And I know we're not good. So I'm already setting, setting us up to fail just by not being honest. And I need to, and, and I'll tell you, the transformation for me was when I was 21 years old in a miserable marriage to her. Sorry about that. <laughs> we were both miserable. I learned you, avoiding is very dangerous. It leads to divorce. I went, holy, I always, remember, I thought I was an innocent victim. And so I have to work on me. So when you have the truth and you know what's right or wrong, which also, by the way, is a gift of the Holy Spirit, then you're not going to be comfortable. I'm not comfortable avoiding. And that's why it's so good to learn this stuff. Can I just say, we were talking last night about this, and I want to tell you, it was like, yay, God. Because the idea of avoiding, right, for him putting off falsehood, right, not telling us, there are some of you out there that you're still in falsehood. You are still on your high horse, and you're saying, you know what? Jesus had to die for everybody, but you know what? My sin, my stuff does not stink. Guess what? It does. You, everybody's stuff stinks. And so we need to be able, and for Michael to kind of stand in that superiority kind of thing for me, that's who Jesus was the hardest on. Now, and this is the thing that I was like, wow. Because I always felt like a Pharisee myself because I was all about the rules, right? Right. Oh, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. And then when Michael's saying, wow, you know what? Man, there's some people out there that they literally think they don't really sin. Like, there's some people that have like, oh, you know, I've got a couple of sins that I can nail to the cross. And that's why Jesus, it wasn't so much that he was being so hard on them, as he was desperate. Because he's going, look, guys, I'm just going to let you know, you got to get this. You think that you got it, but you don't have it. Where's your heart? Because if you are withdrawing, and that means you are withdrawing your heart. You're withdrawing your compassion. You're withdrawing your love. Where's your heart? Please do not. And I loved it. And earlier on, they were talking about don't let your heart go cold like a stone. We can't do that. When we do that, we're, we're basically we're, we're shunning God and we're saying, you know, I don't need you. Man, whoa, step back. I do not want. That is scary to me. So I, 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 when we were talking about that, man, it made a lot of sense to me. So there you go. Okay. Well, instead of dishonoring, we're called here in Ephesians to be kind and tenderhearted. The, the best researcher in marriage is a guy by the name of Dr. John Gottman. He's out of the University of Washington. Anyone heard of him? He wrote the seven principles of something. Your mom, <laughs> yay. He's a brilliant, I know him. He's a brilliant man. And he has this thing called the Love Lab on campus at the University of Washington, and it is as creepy as it sounds, because he's wired this apartment with video and audio and then sensory recording. So couples know, but they agree and they sign waivers, and they'll live in the apartment, and he has just studied them for like 25 years he's been doing this and collecting data. The guy is a, is a genius. He can predict divorce. Just by measuring how much you smirk in conflict with your spouse. 
You know that look where you're, you know the look? You know, who's married? You know the look. The eye roll or whatever. Depending on how high that smirk goes, he can predict 90% accurately if you'll divorce. He is a smart dude. And so this guy who's done nothing but study marriage and relationships his entire career, if you said, Dr. Gottman, how would you maybe summarize, like what do couples need to do in order to be healthy? And you can put this to any relationship. And you know what he will tell you? Be kind. Be kind. This is a secular guy. He doesn't believe in Jesus. And everything that he has found in his little love lab and mathematical equations, do you know what it comes down to? Be tender-hearted. Be kind to each other. Do that more than you do the other. That is the formula for a happy relationship, for a satisfied relationship. But you, the lies that we get stuck on, okay, like, like I did, and I continue to do in various forms, is I need her to stop escalating. I need her to be whatever, more relaxed, which that's my personality. So really all I'm doing then is going, God, if you were just more like me, we'd be awesome. And I thought the what same thing. What is your thing. problem? I thought, the, I thought the same thing. I'm like, you know what? If you would just live by the same rules and expectations that like, I have for if myself. If I would be honest or engage or. Yes. I it just, oh, there's a gamut of stuff. I mean, I had all kinds of expectation of myself and you, what a real Mary, you know. What I don't a good, like where this point is going. Good Christmas couple should go, what they should do, what they should say. Oh, it went on and on and on. Don't but, ask questions. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Unless you really want to know the answer. I mean, you know, that was me too. I mean, you know. Oh, it's terrible. I, okay, but being tender-hearted. I love this. Uh, a big theme in life is Romans twelve ten. Honor one another. Honor one another. We are brothers with a brotherly affection. Outdo that honor, man. When I first came into Smalleydom, you know, honor was like the, you know, you know, Smalley society. I kind of feel or whatever, like a right? king. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Smalley I thought it was a little like Camelot, but I anyway. Like but quickly, Michael got off his horse. But um, anyway, <laughs> I hurled myself. Off anyway, I'm just, you know, horse. just to be honest. <laughs> but um, anyway, but the idea of honor was huge for us, and I mean, huge. And it, then I was like, God, I, I, I really want to honor. So what does this look like? And I was like. Okay, put a guard post upon, upon my mouth because I do not want to dishonor him. I do not want to dishonor, you know, Camelot, you know, like Smalley Dim. I mean, you know, it was a lot of pressure. You know, people used to tell us, you know, people the first six months of our life, I, he said it was bad. I'm just going to tell you it was bad. And people would be like, oh, my gosh, you married to Gary Smalley's dad. I bet you're so happy. And I'd be like, because I, I, I can't even fake it that well, but I could kind of do that, right? That was it. That's all I could do, right? And so... Honor was huge. I want to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit different in conflict. When we are managing conflict, you got to honor. Dishonor when you just let your words fly. When you honor, you got you to gotta, you gotta rein it in. You're not going to go there. And, and I just want to tell you, you know where there is for your people around you. 
for your sister, for your coworker, for your spouse. You know where there is if you're deep enough in a relationship with them. And Michael and I did, you know, have put some parameters. We're not going to use the D word, divorce word. We're not going to throw our rings. We're going to da 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 da. But we would get locked into, what about your issue? And he'd go, well, what about your issue? What about yours? Well, I will change mine when you change yours. Lock, dishonor. And then we would go, boom, boom. And then guess what? Every time you go there, guess who you are giving ammunition to? Satan, condemnation, evil. You, you said that. That's your husband. You said that's your child. Put a guard on your mouth. I get your hurt. I get it. I was hurt too. And guess what? I got a lot of energy in here, and this energy wants to come out. But if it is not reined in, it is destructive force. But through God's grace and glory, I will change the world with this energy through Christ. I will change the world through, you will know I love you because I got a lot of energy, right? I got a lot of love to give, but guess what? But love and hate, whoo, right? Hate has a lot of energy, doesn't it? Stink, yeah, it does. But being able to understand and being able to brain it in and being able to say, I will not dishonor because I will not let the devil get a foothold because you know in the scripture we were talking about how you know don't sin in your anger because you know don't let the sun go down on your anger we've all heard that who here like abides by that and like that is like come well I'm not even gonna say it um we are going to stay at this because it is written in scripture I just want to tell you guess what what about the people in Alaska Sun does not go down for three months. You got a lot of time to stay angry. Right? Well, that- and that's the point is that it's not literal. Right? It's not literal. It can't be because it doesn't set in certain parts of the world. What's the point of it? You can't harbor it. You can't let that soak in and then turn into bitterness and unforgiveness. So instead of negative believing, which is that fourth one, you need to take your thoughts captive. Is this true? This is my new thing. I'm so excited about it. I, 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 one of our marriage coaches uses this with her couples, which is amazing, and I'm so excited. So I want to, if you think about it, this is it. You ready for this exercise? Ready? Okay, ready? I want you to think about something. Think a thought. And then I want you to say, in Jesus' name, is it true? I'm worthless, in Jesus' name. Is that true? No. If it's not true, it's a lie. You kick it to the curb. You say, I will not. I will not believe that about myself. I will not. I am forgiven, in Jesus' name. I am passionate, in Jesus' name. I am trusting. You've been hurt, and that's a hard one to say. I am trusting in Jesus' name. We're trying to do life out of Jesus' name instead of in Jesus' name. I've lived so much of my life in destruction and in 
such incredible negative beliefs. I know I'm sitting up here and you're like, how in the, what? Like, look at this girl. She's like, whatever. She's got so much energy. I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> because I define myself by my mistakes. And I want to tell you, you might be there too. And you will never get victory until you start saying to yourself in Jesus' name. I had this on my mirror because, you know what, because I'm, we've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. you got to start listening. I'm just going to tell you. you got to start listening because it's not just conviction. It's, it's comfort. It is truth. And so this is, you know, uh, from Priscilla Shires. He, uh, he speaks to me. And I was like, does he really? I just want to tell you, if you don't hear the Holy Spirit, guess what? That's a problem. Because you might be in condemnation and shame. You're going, I can't do it. Or you might not just be going, God, could you love me? Could you really change me? And guys back there going, I'm trying, babe. I'm speaking as loud as I can. But you got you to gotta engage in a relationship with me. So this is it. Um, I am redeemed. I have this on my thing. I am redeemed in Jesus' name. I am forgiven in Jesus' name. I am loving in Jesus' name. I am balanced love and action in Jesus' name. I am worthy of forgiveness in Jesus' name. Man, do you need that on your mirror? Because I know I did. There was a big hole in our bathroom, and our contractor just decided not to come back. And so um, I had a lot of time on my hands. Well, she originally asked her husband, you need to fix that hole. And I looked at her and went... 23 years, never learned how to fix that hole. What would you like me to do? Well, you need to, like, you know, and you started naming off all the things. Well, you need to get some sheetrock, and you need to, you know, get and some trim like, keys. Okay, and okay. Some spackle. Some, now, what's you know. sheetrock? What is spackle? <laughs> I don't know, where do I find this stuff? She's like, never mind, I'll do it. But I want to tell you. Which is why I ask so many questions. And this is also something that's, something that's really cool about ARC and the, the conference that we went to was absolutely amazing. Is guess what? We need to have more Jesus pep rallies. I'm just going to tell you. I love Sunday mornings. I love them. But guess what? You and God, you want to hear the Holy Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit need to have a pep rally. That's what I had to do. I had to cry, and I would cry in that bathroom as I was spackling, and as I was painting, I had to paint the ceiling, I, I mean, I, all that stuff. I had to do it, and guess what? Because I, I did not want to live as a victim. I did not want a mistake to drive who I was. Some of you are doing that. You're, you're giving it. You're giving it over. I gave my identity over to people that... God said, no, that is not the name I call you by. But I had to wrestle with that. And I just want to tell you, it's worth the wrestling. It's worth it. It's hard. Was it hard for me? Oh, yeah. Did I have to, like, actually go to people and, like, say, hey, look, I just want to let you know. Because sometimes God convicts you to do some stuff with it, too. He says, you know what? you got to own your part. Go. Go to that person. Email that person. Call that person. Figure it out. It's hard. But I want to tell you, I have a freedom today that I, if I didn't do that work, I wouldn't have stood. And it would have impacted everything in my life and everything in our marriage. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our own junk. That's why there's a part of me, change your belief. It changed my reactions of Michael, but also my beliefs of myself. Sometimes, and then I'm going to go, I'm going to pause. Sorry, sorry, babe. Um, if I did not address the belief that I had about myself, do you think I would have the power or as much power and strength to control my anger? Because that was my big thing. I told you back last week, right? 
If I identified myself as an escalator, then what would I be doing? I'd just be controlling the behavior, right? But if I say by God's grace, I will live in freedom and I will be able to be patient. I will be able to be kind. I will walk in freedom. I will walk in forgiveness of the people that have hurt me and the hurt that they have given me. It's what I love about that is you need to start speaking that truth into your life. You cannot stay on how hard it is, how miserable this is, and they're never going to change, or I'm never going to be able to change, or I'm not, I'm not. Well, then you won't. There's so much research around this. Even people who get sick, you can know who's going to make it through treatment and who won't. The ones who don't go into it, this is the worst thing that has ever happened, and I hate it, and I'm going to be miserable, and they don't make it. Guess who makes it? The ones who get in there and go, let's get this on. I am ready to kick this thing's rear end, and I can't wait. Like, how long? All right, I got six months of this, and that's when I scheduled my trip. And we have to speak that not just into sickness, but into our relationships. It's that whole idea of intentionality again. Like, what are you willing to do? What kind of effort are you willing to put in? And if you keep waiting for that other person to change, because, but my goal, my marriage, I can't, yes, you can. I'll tell you, after 23 years in marriage ministry, it takes one person to change it. One If you change, it's changed. And the best part is when you depend on the Holy Spirit, it really doesn't matter now what the other person does. That's the freedom. And the most important thing that we have ever done, and this is what I'll summarize and close it on. Okay. Just so we don't, you know. The most important thing we've ever done practically to live this stuff out, to to live Ephesians 4 out, is a timeout. In your relationships, the the primary mistake you make is you stay engaged in the hurt. You stay engaged in the anger. And what I want you to implement is what every coach in basketball and football, because I'm not talking about like a timeout that you give your kid. Do not, if you are married, ever look at your spouse and go, whoa, you know what we learned about that escalation? You're doing it time out in the corner. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would not work. No, 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 no. Unless they find that attractive, then I, do that a I, lot. There ain't no woman that but would have guess, find that attractive. I'm just going to tell you no. is that most people will not. No. It's a time out athletically. Yes. Why do they call them? We can interact. Why do they call them? Yeah. Going wrong. There's an athlete. You played basketball. You seem tall. Am I wrong? So something's not right. I need to stop the negative momentum in your relationship. You got negative momentum going down because you've just been offended, disappointed, let down, an expectation hasn't been met, whatever. It's not positive. So stop and say, I need to stop. I need a timeout. Can I please have, because with every timeout is a coach, a basketball coach, and sir, since you were willing to interact, (laughs) does a basketball coach, when he calls a timeout, does he get to be like, listen, this is not going good. 
get in the showers. I'm going to take you out for a good steak tonight. Guys, get some good rest. We'll see if we can do this better tomorrow. Did they get a? No. There's a time limit. You got to say, or you're just avoiding in a really fancy, unhealthy way. You got to go, I need to stop. I'm starting to shut down or I'm starting to get upset. I'm st- I don't want to escalate. I know that's not right. So can I have and take 30 minutes, take an hour? Hey, you have an opportunity here at Declaration to join community. This is when community matters because we've used our community over 20, almost 24 years of marriage. Time out. We're going to have to talk about this with our group because Community is what's going to support and encourage you when you're most upset and when you're most disappointed and when you're most discouraged. That's why we do community here. And then during the timeout, it's simple. You start by praying, and then the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of your part. So now you're going to take ownership because you need to ask yourselves these four questions. Did I do one of those four negative things? Did I escalate? Did I dishonor? Negative belief. What could I have done, said, not said, or thought differently? That timeout is purposeful. You, just like a coach, you got to come up with a plan. This is her plan. Mm-hmm. What buttons got pushed? Did I feel rejected, disconnected? Did I feel powerless? Did I feel like a failure? So like, what was it that got me upset? And then the fourth one, am I ready to listen or am I still too upset? And, and, and if you're still too upset and you're not willing to hear the other person's side, you're not ready to have a conversation. And if you keep running into that wall and you just keep never being able to engage because the two of you can't, you just can't pull it together, that's been us. That's when community comes in. So you can come to a pastor. You can go to your small group. John talked about us building a team of marriage mentors. You can call and you can get connected with a marriage mentor. And then they're going to help. They're going to help support and encourage you. Because that's really what we need. Absolutely. And the, one more little magical thing yes. is that during the time out mysterious thing happens your heart rate slows down and the slower that gets <gasps> rationality returns and now you're like whoa you can think you can have a clear head and a lot of times you're going to go i really kind of made a big deal out of nothing <laughs> because you gave yourself the time so just physiologically taking that time out helps you calm down gain a better perspective, and hear the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. This happens in all relationships. We need to, sometimes we need to be able to say, you know what, this isn't going good. Can we just maybe have some coffee maybe later or whatever? Because we have to have God's presence and God's Holy Spirit actually speaking into our lives. Because a lot of times, you know, we talk about it. Okay, we're here on Sunday, but if it's not equipping us out there, what are we doing in here? And a lot of times for me, I want to go, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so if I'm going to be a changed person, then I've got to actually invite God into my muck, like into the stuff. 
and being able to do something about it. And that to me, for us to being able to take a time out, for us to be able to seek community, to seek wise counsel, to pay for counseling if we need it. It's very awkward when we did it, but we did it. And we've done it several different times over different, different issues and different things that have, that have happened. Mm -hmm. Being able to get off stuck is worth it. It's worth it to you because you're speaking something, even, even with friendships, it's speaking something negative about you. And then it's also just living in a lot of destruction. We don't want that. I want, I want to live a victorious life. I don't know about you, but I want the joy of the Lord to be my strength. So if I really want the joy of the Lord, I'm going to tell you, if someone were to ask me, Amy, how do you get so much energy? I'm just going to tell you, I don't know. But I know that because I've gone through the valleys with, the God, with God, then there's a part of me that I have a little bit more joy. Because I'm just going to tell you, I know him. I know my God, do you? I know what he says over me. I know what his compassion feels like. I know what his love feels like. I've cried with him. I've actually been mad at him a couple times, or more than a couple. But I, there's a strength that comes when you go through the valleys and you go and you're able to experience that relationship. That's why when we get mad at each other, it's not that big of a deal. Because you know what? Because we've kind of done that before and we know we've gotten out of it. And I know eventually he'll love me. We'll figure it out. That's why he preached with me last Sunday. Yay. Yes, that's oh. right. And good news, if you were here last week, we had gotten in like a big old fight Saturday night. She threatened not to preach with me. And that's super awkward when it's the marriage series. <laughs> so actually, John, thank you for allowing us because we wouldn't have been to church that Sunday if we weren't teaching. <laughs> and we wouldn't have resolved it either, probably. Felt a little bit of pressure. Last night, no conflict. What? We did it. Actually, we didn't. I know. Did we? Yes, we did. Uh, no, Wait. We, we had a great oh. conversation. It was wonderful. I was like, I'm hearing those voices again. No, honey. All right, let me pray. On that note, oh. Lord, thank you. Thank you for, uh, well, Lord, obviously what you did for us on the mm -hmm. cross. But God, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray in Jesus' name that every person who's willing to hear this morning um, accept that gift mm. of the Holy Spirit so that they can live out Ephesians 4. So they can live out James 1.19. So they can live out your words and your commands that you've given us. So just help them get past the blocks, the unforgiveness, Lord, the confusion. Lord, and just, I know you're going to keep poking and you're going to keep prodding and that you are pursuing them. And I just ask that they soften their hearts so that they can hear you and receive you and then love you and others in the way that you expect. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Declaration Podcast. I pray today that you feel encouraged, loved, and hopeful. If you missed us this week, join us next Sunday at Snyder Elementary in Spring, Texas at 9 and 11 a.m. We can't wait to meet you and welcome you home. Have a blessed day and see you soon.